I'm matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agape Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. And before we get started, I need you to go to the show notes and just start following all the links you see there because we have incredible guests this week. But we also have some housekeeping items and those are also in the show notes. Like, you know, I'm hosting a retreat to Greece again this year. I expect you to come get those last five rooms by registering right now. Uh, yeah, tis the season. I know some of you want to gift assessment calls with Louie to your friends. You can do that. So just head on to the link and click it. Gift yourself uh, an assessment call with Louie. Uh, you can also talk to me. There's that availability. And of course, while you're around the holiday table, Christmas table, I mean, it's the end of Hanukkah now, but you know, while you're around that table this holiday season and you are talking about singles, join the database that we can keep you in mind in 2024. So now that those housekeeping items are over, let me introduce my guests for this week's episode of Hotline Ask a Matchmaker. First, we have Talia. Why am I now mispronouncing your name? Talia Lickstein. Perfect. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Talia Lickstein is, uh, for me, my Generation Z uh, translator, my, uh, my That's anger nice. spirit animal, and she's known for her blunt honesty on social media. I feel like this is the right intro. That's beautiful. I couldn't have asked for anything better. And we also have her co-host to her podcast and his podcast, Basic Training Pod. She'll follow that also in the show notes. We have Brooklyn-based comedian Jake Cornell also joining us on the couch for Ask a Matchmaker. Jake, Talia, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Whew, what do you think about my housekeeping items? I'm still stuck on the Greek retreat. Yes. Can you explain? We have retreats in Greece every year, not just once. We have like multiple oh now. My like my God. husband just hosted a men's retreat in Crete in October. It was like a gastro tour. Oh, um, can we come? We need to go. We need to yeah, go. You have to go. It'll, you guys will be separated because one's girls okay. and one's boys, but okay. it's a lot of fun. Okay, good. It's I'm so much fun. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. You got to get those last, you got to get those last, those rooms. last few rooms. Right. Because okay. that's what it is. <laughs> I'll take one of those rooms. Yeah, it's a lot wow. of fun. It's cool. so much fun. The, I think the best part, though, is like you don't even realize it until you get there about three days. And when you're, when you realize, because this even happened, we had our other, we have another, we call them escapes. We had our other escape in Tulum last month. And what the Sometimes. women realize very quickly three days in, uh -huh, the three days in is like, I would ride or die for these women. So you become like, you have your new best friend group right. because I know you're younger, but when you get into your late twenties and early thirties, it's really hard to make new friends. Sure. I mean, it's hard to make new friends period post-college because you're not in these like social engineer settings. Yeah. Right. Especially now with work for home. I feel like a lot of we get a lot of like we've gotten a lot of calls about that on our podcast. And oh, stuff. yeah. So tell me more about basic training pod. Um, basic training pod is so like uh, Tali and I, Tali is Gen Z. I'm millennial. We that was kind of the initial idea was like, let's have people with slightly dip, similar personalities, but a little bit of a different background give advice. So our listeners call in. They ask any advice questions about any and all walks of life. And we see we both give advice. Sometimes it's similar. Sometimes we disagree and we kind of oh, have yeah. to battle it out. Right. Um, it's very fun. I we love are, hearing you guys disagree. Oh, we disagree. But we always come back to sort of 
at our core, we have the same intentions and vision for each of our callers. A lot like, of the time it ends up want. being us debating each other's until we land on unified, like a unified piece of yes. advice. I to feel then like give. half of the time that you guys are disagreeing, it's because Talia misunderstood the question. <laughs> okay. That's true, but I've never had anyone say it, and please don't say it again. Um, I say that, as we say, we are ourselves worst critic, and my biggest thing is I always just, every time I listen to these calls, I'm sorry, I guess I don't have very well, good I think what it is, is, audio is, on, comprehension. Her advice is really good. Like I, like I know it's like, there's a misunderstanding here, but... I agree with everything that she's saying. It's I, always I'm on a the visual calls. person. It's Sometimes also I don't the get calls it. where I I know I know when it's gonna happen because it's the calls where you because the thing about Talia on the podcast is she really cares. She gets very emotional yeah. about the calls. She really cares about the listeners. Thanks. And so sometimes if the call is something that I can tell she's particularly feeling emotional about the caller, the details start to slip because she's already thinking about the advice. And I'll be like, all right, we're gonna lock in. I'm a, I think that's truly what it is. I don't Thank think it comes from it doesn't come from a place of like comprehension ability or like not paying attention. It's truly that she cares. Thank you for right framing right it here. in such a lovely way. No, we really are soulmates to a degree. Like career wise, we really mesh. How did you meet? We I my old podcast. podcast. I had an old podcast that was just me interviewing a different guest every week, and my producer suggested Talia. Talia came on, and like it was easily one of the best interviews. I, it was like the most fun episode we did, and so when that podcast ended, it kind of naturally was like a thing of like, oh, let's start something together. Yeah. And, it's and been, how did the name Basic Training, which I think is an incredible name for a podcast? I mean, that it actually took so long to find a name. So it was long. like we knew the energy of the name, but like couldn't land on it, and it yeah. was just like a text thread of us. And the entire production team pitching and pitching and pitching. And I think eventually it was me that pitched it. it but was it was you. after like like essentially like a, a week-long game of mind melt of just like different, different pitches. Yeah. And a lot of my suggestions were just completely outland. Like like it was really embarrassing. I mean, same, but we kind of had to do that until we landed on the and but the second we said that one, everyone was like, Yes, yes, yes. yes. And it was like, Yeah. It was that yeah, was yeah, me yeah. that was the name. Um yeah. What do you think, since we're like, you know, you, you talked about how you're two different generations. I, I feel like you and I are different generations because I'm an elder millennial. Yeah. And I'm clearly yeah. by this like sweater. I feel like <laughs> I feel well, like this. I mean, I like it, though. I think you look amazing. I was going to say yeah. by the dry bar use rather than the Dyson. Yeah. She asked before if I own a Dyson to get my hair like this. And I was like, no, I have a dry bar subscription. Because That's the I'm, old fashioned way. Yeah, I'm too. I have so much hair. I had got a haircut last week and she's like, what do you need done? I was like, you're going to cut this much. Well, you're going to like lessen the load here. I have so much hair. Feel it. I need you to like reach over. I'm so after. Like it's the thick Greek texture. I mean, it's everywhere. And I've spent thousands of dollars lasering the rest <laughs> off. But like still, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, as an elder millennial, sometimes I listen to your advice and I was like, Jake and I are distinctly different. Like when, oh, for so instance, in a, pre, in a recent episode, you were talking about like how one of your earliest memories is Princess Diana dying. Yeah. Your mother Watching the funeral. Watching that, right? Yeah. And you, your response was, you were alive when <laughs> Princess Diana died. I forget that he's like, and look, he's what, seven years older than me? Not even. But uh, six, I think. Six. Yeah. I forget that he, we're not the same age and we right. haven't lived the exact same life because we work so closely together. Right. But there's also just certain, like, Princess Diana feels like early 90s even though it wasn't like that just feels like 80s 90s, 90s situation feels, yeah the 90s in general it's a whole different i think it's era. also specifically like we do our even though our age difference is only six years it's like it's such a it's like the pre-internet versus internet age like I, there, there's massive massive you, differences in those six years i'll tell you what our core differences are with talia and yeah. i maybe more with me 
with me and her versus uh-huh. you is that I remember I remember when YouTube came out. Mm-hmm. I was in college. Same, yeah. Right? Which meant that pre-college, if I there was a time when Michael Jackson's music videos would premiere on NBC. Yeah. Like if a music video came out, it was in the MTV, it was gonna be on NBC at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. The, the, sh- the black and white, like right. that music video was coming out. And everyone just, just stop what you're doing. The whole thing, must see Thursdays, TGI Friday. I mean, yeah. right now, this doesn't make sense because you don't even know that TVs are used in this way. It's like, oh, you could skip a commercial, but this is just like what you experience. Right. And if you didn't experience this in real time, that was it. That you're done. You're mm-hmm. never gonna see it again. Yeah. And then I remember YouTube coming out. And the first thing I look up when YouTube came out, the first thing was, because I want to experience it again, Michael Jackson uh, performing at Super Bowl 93. Right. Right. Like, because that to me was like the biggest thing to ever happen. Alex, am I wrong here? Like, do you remember that? Like, I feel like the standing ovation of the Super Bowl, like it made the it made that like 30 minutes longer than what it was supposed to be. So I was just like, this is what we're going to do on YouTube. Um, so then I want to ask them about the generational difference. Like, what do you think, let me ask Talia this first. What do you think people like people older than you, people that are in millennials, let's say in their thirties, what do you think we get <coughs> wrong about Gen Z? Oh my God. I watch the show and just like that and you'll have it, which is awkward well, that's because not Jake even was on it. That's like, but it's what? like, the, it's, it's clear that these people in the writer's room were millennials trying to understand Gen Z. And to me, that's like a perfect example of like how they portray the kids on that show. It's like, oh. so what they get wrong. You know what I mean? No, tell me. I, it's just this. I mean, I think um, I know. I feel like it's like purposefully woke. I think I would describe it as Gen Z genuinely really cares and deeply wants to be on quote, the right side of history. And mm-hmm. they, they believe in there's, you have to consider that there's also a digital footprint bet- behind everything that we do. So everything is done with such intention and with such a desire to cultivate sort of a personal brand, not just for those who are quote unquote famous, but like normal everyday kids. Everybody has to have their brand and their. You have a permanent record. Of you have a you permanent record. You feel and like this is how it is. I feel. Okay. And I also feel, as you said, the wokeness or politically whatever. It's it's not necessarily a desire to be on like. It's just there's a polarization aspect of it, which we all know. But to Gen Z, there's right and there's wrong. Mm. And I think the big problem with Gen Z is gray area in everything is gone. Oh, yeah. Nuanced has left the building. Well, we say that about every generation when it comes to online, though. But I think that with Gen Z specifically, it's not just online. Like you can't even nuance is lost in social media periods since as you said you remember youtube coming out i remember instagram coming out and it was that way too like the minute you know i remember feuds on facebook stories or facebook uh posts rather i've been part of those statuses i'm still part of those statuses exactly (laughs) like there was no nuance there either but that's what gets lost in online typing communication and texting but when it comes to like actual conversations about deep um political topics take the now for example with gen z there is like a very people are very quick to be we're we're just very much like it's this or that in everything. And I think that that is but Can I just say though what is cool about that? Like my sister and I, my sister's only a year younger than me and we are the biggest fans of Gen Z. Like anytime Gen Z does what I'm about to say, we send it to each other. Like you know how people share memes and stuff? My sister and I share like, "Ooh, today's gold star Gen Z person." And right. a lot of those videos are sometimes you. Thanks, Green. But also it's like the way Gen Z, Jake, maybe you agree with this, the way Gen Z like will read you to filth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like if you, especially like I'll see um, like in Congress, 
something will be happening. And then you just have like a Gen Z congressperson being like, well, here are the receipts. Like right. everything yeah. that's being said. And I'm like, how? I can't wait to see how the landscape changes the more these people that, you know, it is a little more binary. Rest, you know, this is right, this is wrong. Um, but I want to, I, I can't, I'm kind of excited to see them grow up totally. and take more positions of power. Yeah. I think what's, what's at the core of Gen Z and this whole right versus wrong thing is a deep, deep desire to do good and to really be better than all generations before in terms of understanding, um, you know, minorities or oppressed people in society. Like we, we really want to do the right thing. Right. More so than I think any generation well, has that desire. The, I feel like there's sort of the first generation that's like living in a world where you think about your generation as a generation and what you do as a generation. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think like when we were younger, it was like, what are the millennials going to do? I don't, I don't think, think anyone that, ever even called us millennials. Exactly. Right. Was like that 25. was like a very, that, like, exactly. It was okay. a very like Buzzfeed era thing when yeah. that, term yes, came around right. and so it's like I, I think that there's something interesting about that is like I don't like I don't think of I also think because maybe I'm more cuspy of one like I don't think about myself or my life that often in terms of like being a millennial yeah. and I don't like that's not like a that's not like a salient identity to me and mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's interest. I think that's like maybe a good and bad thing if you you're know? thinking of generations in terms of like high school format think of Gen Z as like the class that is very concerned with both their senior prank being like the best and most legendary <laughs> ever and also their senior gift being the most incredible That's and generous ever. Good. Like That's we need to be remembered as, gift? you know, like a graduating class will donate something to the school with all the donations. Wow, my. I think it's a, I don't. That's a Gen Z that, thing. Uh, yeah. I think it's also like a a, a, a nicer high school thing. Ah. Uh, like, yeah, like they donate like a new fence or a new sign. Is it a private school? Yeah, I think it's a. I, I don't think, think we even did that, but oh, my element, my public elementary school donated like a. Our our class was like class of two thousand nine or something, and we had like a sign in front of the kindergarten that was updated, wow. like a new painted sign. Yeah. So you I just think a that better we're, town than I. Did. That's what I'm saying. I think it's. I think that's sort of like a economic. Like yeah, it might be. A it just thing. didn't happen in Vermont. I like but, that though. Yeah. What do you think people get wrong about your generation? Um, about millennials. Yeah. I, I guess I don't. Um. Well, I think that there's like a somewhat okay. I'm gonna this, I'm gonna kind of plagiarize this. A, a drag queen, I really like. Um, Trixie Mattel said this on her podcast recently, and I thought it was so smart. Which was, I think, what Gen Z specifically gets wrong a lot about millennials is that there's like a subsect of millennial that, especially like in the early 2000s when YouTube first was coming out, that were like incredibly, incredibly online, who are very like ironically detached and like, well, that just happened, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's such a small subsect that got a huge amount of visibility because people, yeah. there was so many less people online. Those people became so visible. Whereas like Gen Z is so online that I think you can get a more accurate read of what that generation's like because there's like a, a um, a larger sample size available to like analyze. I think that that like that really cringy millennial thing is very real and very true, but it's much more a concentrated population because less of us were online back then and are online now in that way. So I do think that there is like a difference there where I think that gets kind of over, I think that gets overblown to an extent. I wish I could take Talia in a time machine and bring her to South by Southwest Interactive in 2009 yeah because the people that were online like the people that jake just described they were like internet celebrities oh i remember that like okay. we're not but you i didn't miss the youtube or no, no, myspace no, 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 no. era what i'm no, trying totally. to say is that you would go into these rooms and they were and i don't know if it's like this with like tiktokers now but like 
these were like the biggest nerds ever. They were not cool. They just happened to be on the internet before everyone else. Yeah. Right. And the way they would just be like with their little three piece suits, like, I'm just like, I don't, you're, you're just on Tumblr. Yeah. Like, what are you, can you relax? Like, I, yeah. That was just it's like my take on that stuff. I mean, I think with any, any version of celebrity, there's going to be the people that are like cool behind the scenes and there's going to be the people that are awkward and weird. I think like that's true of internet people now. I think that's true of like movie and TV people now. And I've been like, I think that, I yeah. think that there's always, yeah, that's true. I think there's some people that get very good at being famous or become famous because they're very good at being like their authentic self on camera. And then there's the other end of the spectrum, which is like, they are very good at painting a picture in whatever media they create, be that they're acting, they're TikTok content, their YouTube videos, but they are good at that because they're like actually profoundly not normal and not good at human interaction. Right. And they get, you see this in stand up a lot as well. Like I always say, there's like two kinds of comedians. There's the kind of person who like is exactly who they are in the green room when they go on stage. And it's like, that's why it works is they figured out how to be their authentic self on, on stage and it's like engaging. And then there's the person who is like deeply uncomfortable, really abrasive, really, un, really awkward, but they, know how to be like very engaging on stage because it's such a controlled environment that they right. can create and like those on either end of that spectrum they can become an incredibly successful stand-up but it's like behind the scenes like one is so much easier to be around than the other you probably know, yeah i mean and you're a comedian so i know like yeah that's, that's coming I, from that's like personal from experience, experience. So, yeah. yeah uh well let me let me let me pivot this a little bit to dating now uh -huh. what do you th i have read recently that um younger people that are entering the dating scene they're actually less likely there's a some of them are opting not to do online dating. Yeah. So do you see this? Like, do you see, I mean, we see this in the data. Actually, if I can just pause for a second, I want to get something out because I just read something. Boop, 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 boop. Let me do it here. Where is it? Uh, sorry. I mean, the monitor on is new for me. I know. And we're like facing it. I'm like really trying not to. It's funny because you and I have so much better posture than we ever have on basic. I know. <laughs> we're both like. All right. Yeah. So, um, is that your neck? I love cracking my neck. Oh my God, yeah. All right, so listen to this. Do you know what I get fucking mad about? Have you seen these like dogs? Sorry. <laughs> it's, all right. no. it's all good. No, it's like so off topic. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right, so Eventbrite is reporting <laughs> that there are hush hour dates and they're gaining popularity among the younger generations as they seek more authentic connections. These dates focusing on shared interests like meditation and quiet experiences offer refreshing change from superficial interactions. Eventbrite's data reflects a shift, a 37% surge on like hush and quiet parties for people to meet each other. Wow. And it's predominantly people under 30 participating in these like hush parties. So it's like a non-party environment, like doing something like a yoga class yeah. to meet? Okay. My absolute nightmare, but. I mean, th this is so, we are not the target audience not for this, the target. even remotely. But I think that like, this is going to be a thing, the offline dating movement, AKA the dating movement. Like I think that our generation and Gen Alpha, which is directly underneath mine, we are so oversaturated with screens. Like yeah. we are, there's going to be a, a marked sort of resistance to the screens, mm -hmm. like coming up with Gen Alpha. I think that the generation that was filmed by their parents for money, essentially, which is more so the younger people, yeah. they're going to be raised with like a deep resentment of the online culture and thus the resentment of the online And we talk culture. about this all the time on basic, like one of the number one, like piece of it, but I don't even know if it's advice, but like one of the number one things I feel like I'm always talking about is bring back flirting. Yeah. Like bring, being, oh my God, bring back hitting on someone in a bar and getting rejected or at working. Like, Analog dating. I think yeah. that. That's what I call it. I think, yeah, like I think that 
analog dating that's so good but like i think that the the initial allure of online dating was it eliminated that chance of the initial rejection it's like well at least i know that they're like somewhat physically interested in me or whatever Mm. and it's like i think that now people are craving the fact that it's that that creates like a level of sterility that once you're going on a lot of those dates that initial excitement is taken out and then it creates a sense of like apathy and these dates that just keep on happening and keep on happening and so we're, we're always saying like just go flirt with someone. Just go like we need to be going out and flirting with people. I think the problem is all people, people don't know how to flirt. Right, yeah. but, you're but gonna, they're never there's only gonna one learn. way to learn. There's yeah. only one way the to only learn. The only way to learn is to go out. Well, I think that what's going to happen with Gen Alpha is they're going to come up. Oh, Gen Alpha is really young. I think it's going to say with Gen Z. Gen, I'm raising Gen young Alpha. Young Gen Z. Oh, so there you go. I mean, like people in the younger generations, their new startups are going to be like revolutionary in-person dating like it's going to be like a date like you know, it's 1988 yeah an app where we plan a party and you go for a date like it's going to be or like a, i think like i could see a space where it's like like cell phone free bars right. or like things like yeah. that like i think like that could happen have you guys ever big... seen the movie once bitten with jim carrey no okay so let me set the scene so first of all i should tell you that i started date i only dated analog dating because online dating didn't come out until I was like in my early 20s and by then I was like well I don't really need this I'm tall no one's searching (laughs) for me I can just go to a bar and like pick up anyone but um in the movie Once Bitten I think it came out in like 1988 Uh it's one of Jim Carrey's first movies Mm -hmm. um there the first scene is them at a bar and each there's no cell phones then so there was a, a rotary phone on each table. And if you like someone, you can pick up the phone and call their table and just start talking to them. Oh, OK. And it wouldn't tell you, like, you know, which table is calling you, but you know that they're in the room. OK. Right. And I remember when I started, I started my company back in like 2009 and I would starting with events. And I, would, I kept thinking, like, man, I'd really because I am like dating like it's 1980. Half of the dates I set up. I mean, most dates I set up are blind dates. Right. So it's like. You know, right. you don't have each other's cell phones. You don't have each other's last names. You're dating old school, wow. right? You're dating right. through a matchmaker. That's right. literally old school, right? I mean, it's like the oldest school you can get. Yeah. And part of me, when we were doing singles events back then, I kept thinking like, man, I wish I had like a once bitten phone bar. Totally. Because I remember like smartphones had just come out and people were just thumbing. Right. Had, yeah. You know, creating the neck. I know. Yeah. The hunch. Yeah. It's anyway, a real thing. Are you guys ready to take some questions? I would yes. love to. All right. What do we got? Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hello, uh, I'm Alexandra and I have a question. Um, I just had a really nice date. Um, It went through an online dating app, which I've never had a good date yet. Uh, But I had a really good date. But the guy went uh, on a trip overseas. He's coming back in January. So I was wondering if you have any suggestions to either stay in touch or how do you think I can, you know, keep the conversation, even though we didn't talk about staying in touch during that time. Let's get some background info. When was your date? It was Monday. No, it was Tuesday. We matched on Monday. We met Tuesday. He left yesterday. Okay. And how old are both of you? Well, I'm 39. He's 36. Okay. All right. And on your date, did you talk about seeing each other again? We did. We did. Okay. Let's go. How do we do this? <laughs> I um, love that you're looking at each other. <laughs> I think he has better advice. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just went through this. Really? Yes. And like. Oh, I, I wasn't going to say oh, that. Okay. 
Okay. Well, okay. Well, you said I it. went on a date that I really, really, I really, really enjoyed two weeks ago, and okay. we went on a work trip, and we couldn't hang out again until tonight. So, are you going to date tonight? Yes. Um, I. So, what'd you do those two weeks? We texted a little bit in the beginning, and then not at all, until we until a couple days ago to confirm plans. Oh, okay. Any meme sharing? Um, a couple like responses to each other's Instagram stories, but like I, I think that like I, I didn't want to like just blow out all the conversation on text. So he had access to your Instagram this whole time. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah, we had followed each other. So that, but that was kind of it. So what have you, uh, Alexander, what have you talked about? Like how, how did that conversation go? Like, did you say like, let's keep in touch or what was, what did that go like? I, I guess we just ended in like, okay, maybe we'll see each other in January. But I think that conversation, I guess, was a lot of if we're going to ghost each other or we actually were going to contact each other, which he did contact me yesterday. Oh, and, there we go. And and so I guess there's no ghosting. He sent me like the ghost emoji and said like, LOL. So we just exchanged a couple messages, but that was it. I have a good feeling about this. and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to share a personal story with you. So 11 okay. years ago today, I went to Boston uh, and I met one of my friends' friends, like all friends. their friends, this is like designed this way. And I met my husband and yeah. And, uh, but I didn't want to kiss him on that day. Cause I was, well, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to end up marrying this guy, but like, you know, when you meet someone really special, but something really shitty happened that day and you're like, well, let's not kiss today. Oh, oh sure. Sure. So that was like the day of like Sandy Hook. And I was like, Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> like, you know, you're not in the mood to like, you're like let's not, let's not do this. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, but I met him that day and then, you know, the next day we meet out. And so that's our anniversary. Uh, so that's why we're not celebrating it today, even though 11, day, 11 years ago today we met. But here's what I need you to, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But here's what I need you to know, though, is that when we went out the next day, he's like, I'm going to Greece for the next three weeks for Christmas break. And I was like, oh, how is this going to work? He's like, well, I'm going to see you when I get back. Like, he had already told me that. And I was like, okay, great. And then I started to, like, because we went out a couple more times, and I know you don't have that opportunity because he already left, but I love that he's already texted you. I managed to say to him, can we FaceTime every day for like 30 minutes? It, and not every day, I was just, can we just FaceTime for 30 minutes a few times a week while you're away, just so we can kind of date each other over the internet? By the way, there was no FaceTime then. Was I was Skype. about to say, was there FaceTime 11 years Skype. ago? It was okay. Skype. It was Skype. <laughs> can we Skype? How did, I, I, by the way, I cannot, I still cannot believe that Skype fumbled the freaking bag. It's one of the great mysteries of life. We'll never know. My idea of a mystery is how did Zoom come out of nowhere conveniently? I was using Zoom since 2018. Really? So we were like my whole team because we had kids. So we're like, I can't go to, you know, you needed something with green screen and they already had the green. That's why we left Skype. Zoom had the green screen capabilities. Uh, I swear I heard of Zoom for the first time. Yeah. March 13th, 2020. A lot of people did. Yeah. I have a a piece of advice. I think so. I would say in terms of your question of like how much to reach out to him or not. If you want to text him, text him. And if he texts back, great. But you haven't dated you haven't dated this guy long enough to know what his like texting style is. So if you're starting to notice that like you're always texting first and he's not texting, but he's already clearly communicated he wants to see you when he's back. I would say at that point, pull back so you're not just like constantly reaching out. If you guys seem to be tit for tat going back and forth, Ooh, continue on. Yeah. But I think just kind of take the read because sometimes people just aren't big texters and don't, if he's just not initiating texting that doesn't mean he's not into it he said he's down to meet up when you're back so at that point just i think you kind of have to feel it out day by day if that makes sense totally i think it's so much better if you 
you can either text all the time and like hit it off with the banter and have like a full month of texting and it's great or you don't talk at all like you have like this little quick thing that you had yesterday and then that's kind of it and it's like done that's better to me than having a week of a lot of texting right now and then it fizzling out like you blew your load so if it's not going to be like every day you're talking don't talk and then view the second date as just that it's the second date but a month later you know what i mean you've also only gone on one date so i don't even know if you know you like him i think you might like the idea of him and that's great i mean that's first dates right yeah i guess i guess i've not yeah i felt like some connection to be honest with you like i haven't felt it with anyone in some time so it's the possibility potentially right and then you said you went on a first date and then you're going on your second date today yeah wow yeah it's just a shame that he went away right when you find like I, I know how that is to go on like a bunch of, of duds and then finally have like a kind of nice one and then they go away. But I think it's nice that he <clears throat> I think it's nice that he um called that out on the day or you at least both addressed it. So I think you don't really have to worry about that. I think he's it's clear that you guys both want to hang out in a couple weeks when he's back. Also, it's like even if he wasn't going on this trip, like it's the hot like this is just a tough time to meet people. Everyone's like running around traveling. It's just I think it comes But it's also a really romantic period. I think people are also more inclined oh, to like totally. wanna like be in a relationship. It's so gonna it cool. is a super highway. Like, you know, if you start if you go on a first date with someone now, like and it works out, you've got a Valentine. Yep. Totally. Like there is a line that goes doop. Yep. You know? Oh yeah. So wow. should we go to our next question? Thank you so much for your question. Thank you. So Thank much. you. I hope it works out. Thank you. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hi, um, my name is Samantha. Um, I have a couple of questions. I'm an avid matchmaker, Maria fan, and Talia. I have some questions about implementing your rules as I have tried to. And I guess I have like, if it's easier, I have like a scenario that kind of seems like a common theme that's been happening to me. Okay. Okay, so basically... What keeps happening is, or maybe I just see it as keeps happening, but I'll mess, I'll connect with somebody on an app. And so the one rule that I've been trying to follow is not giving my phone number until after first date, which is something you talk about. I don't know if it's just me or the fact that I'm trying to date Jewish men. (laughs) It doesn't seem to be flying. (laughs) Um, It doesn't seem to be received well. I'm trying to, and so... What, what's been happening, what, because I've been trying to do that rule, is I'll be really talking, connecting with someone on the app, and it just goes nowhere. It's like they want a pen pal. And I don't want to be initiating every step of the way. Why not? I don't want to be initiating. Wait. Because, well, well, I did that. Okay, so I'll tell you about my, okay, so this was, okay, so I'll, ta- I'll just tell you the story. Yeah. I matched with this guy on an app. We had, a, we had so much in common. Everything was great. We had like a lot of things lined up and we were talking very smoothly. And I said, hey, why don't you call me sometime? Here's my number. Okay. So then what does he do? He just starts texting me every day. Wait, hold up. Hold up. I'm like angry right now. Because <laughs> oh, you're no. telling me that like I follow your rules. What rule? I have no, not that's heard why, any no, rule this being is followed why, right now. No, this, sorry. Sorry. This is why I want to start following that rule. This is the guy that started it all. That's what I'm trying I to say. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. okay. All right. Things are becoming but clear. I, but so, th- so I'm just going back to this guy that started it all. That makes sense. Okay. But, and separately, I've tried telling guys, oh, yeah, like, let's meet up and then, like, we can, I can give you my number there. Separately, that is not going well either. Well, we, that's a whole separate, maybe that's a separate issue. So the first guy, 
my problem was is that I felt like I was initiating every progress, right? It was, okay. you know, we're doing well on the apps. Okay, here's my number. Then we're texting every day. We're having great conversations. I'm like, okay, why haven't you called me? Wait, why are you? <laughs> okay. Okay. Are we still talking? Oh, yeah. Can we go to the next guy? What okay, has changed so, yes. since this guy? So, so then I was, that was this, the first guy was about a month ago. Second okay. guy, let's say he was about two weeks ago. For okay. So same kind of setup. We connected on the app. What app are you using? Well. We, JSwipe, which is like, or Hinge. Those are my two go-tos. Thank Hinge you, Talia. Just, Hinge is yeah. Jewish. Hinge is better? Okay. No, Hinge, Hinge, Hinge Jewish. is Jewish. Like, like that's, yeah. yeah. It's, this, this is the new reality for Hinge. Maybe they don't realize it, but for the Jewish community, like Hinge is now our dating app. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, Jewish. This yeah. is how Greek people feel about OkCupid. There you go. See, I think you can every, search by language. every ethnicity or religion or what have you, they all have a preferred yeah. dating app. And it's very rarely the one that is meant for. Like I'm, yeah. I know way more Jews that use Hinge than, than J-Swipe. Okay. Yeah. But either one is great. Okay. All right, so you're talking exactly. to Jewish guys. You're looking for Jewish guys so, online. How how old so, are we here, so, by the way? I'm 32. Okay. Okay. So second guy, I try to say to him, "Oh yeah, let's go out, but we don't have to like. I'm not going to give you my number yet." I try to say it like cutely. I try to be like, "Oh, like, like Wait, I'll you're give you actually my number saying I don't want to give my no, number yet." No. What no, are the I actual I words I, you're using? I did. Okay. Um, I, th I can go look up the screenshot if okay. I still have it. Here's I I'm going to tell you what to say in case you're not doing it, okay? Okay, fine. Are you ready? Yes, I'm writing it down. <laughs> you can also watch this episode. <laughs> I, I, I know. know. She's a Jewish woman. She's on it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so... If I, uh, first of all, I just want to say that, that I, I, I love your question. I don't really know what the question is, but I think I know what it is. So I'm just going to start answering it. Well, and then I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Like I yeah. want, I'm going to tell you I'm what you're doing wrong. And then I want Talia like. to chime in with, with her feedback as well. Okay. Sure. But here's how you go on a date with someone that you just met online. All right. First of all, I have, I don't know if you know this. I don't know. I don't know if you know anything about my dating rules. I have like a lot of dating rules. I watched, I watched them. So I, I know some, I don't think I know all, but I know some. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, they're easy. They're fun. I don't like, it's fun. Uh -huh. Okay. So, but one of the things that I talk about is that you shouldn't be giving your number to strangers online. That's kind of weird. I mean, I guess you could do a Google voice if that makes you feel better, but uh, okay. Um, but what I would say is it's how you word certain things to get people on to dates right. with you. And the online dating apps are just tools to meet up with people. That's all they are. I don't need you to have a conversation with someone for three days, right? I just need you to do volley for serve, right? I don't know if you guys remember that in volleyball, yeah. I gotta go three over, like a few messages back and forth. You seem cool. Let's meet in real life. I'm free this Tuesday or Thursday at 7 PM. Which one works for you? And then, you know, he'll say, what, if he wants to actually go out with you, he's either going to say which day or he'll give you an alternative date. And then you'll say, great, let's keep the communication on the app. And I can't wait to meet you on this day. Let me know what location I live in this. Let, I live in this neighborhood. Let me know the venue and I'll meet you there. Like, I'm trying to be as concise as possible. I don't need you to overdo this. Um, I don't need you to say, give me a call sometime. He doesn't know you. Why is he going to call you? Why would anyone call you? Like, your friends don't call you. Why would this complete stranger call you? He doesn't know you. This is just like my own idea sure. of it. No, I think I think that's exactly what I needed because I think the thing that's always in the back of my mind is that I can't initiate. Like I, with the first guy, I always feel like I'm initiating or being too aggressive every step of the day or something. 
Okay. Maybe that's just my own thing. No, that's but, what I but, sensed about you initially. That's what I think valid. the real issue is. Tor- yeah. val- valid. That's it, it's totally valid like, feeling that yeah. she has here. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't need to be chasing people. I'm not trying no. to like. No. But again, like if we're talk, if we're having a great conversation on the app, I guess for me it's like, of course we should just go out. So yeah. Why is it become complicated all of a sudden? And why do these guys want penthouses? This is a different question. <laughs> right, but I think if you. <clears throat> but I. I think if you leave the, I think if you just like put out the opportunity of like, hey, we should go out sometime. If they're interested, they're going to bite. And if they don't, then you have your answer. And, you and I don't talking. think you have to, yeah. in terms of making the plan and then meeting up and like the whole thing of giving your number or not, like don't cross that bridge until you get to it. So it's like, right. if they're like, cool, give me your number. Just say like, hey, can we keep it on the app until we meet in real life and see how things go? Like I've I've said that to guys before and guys have said that to me and I think it's totally normal to be like, yeah, let's just keep it on this app until we meet in real life. Like everyone knows that there's a chance when you meet up, you're not going to click. And I don't think there's anything like taboo about like acknowledging that. Yeah. Having a graveyard of numbers in your phone. Tali, what do you think? I think think that makes sense. I think. Okay. So I wasn't aware of this rule about not giving out the phone number. I guess I'm too, I'm way too loose with it. I give it out to like any old guy on the street, like, and then I just block them if I don't like them. Um, so I don't, I guess I can't empathize with like, you don't have to follow my rule. Tell me what you think. My rule would just be like, just give me your number. Like, I don't see why it's that big of a deal, but I totally get the safety aspect or the whatever. You don't want to have his have number. Have you ever Googled your phone number? Uh, no, and I don't, I don't I don't care too. But I know other people have and found it. Like no, I think I I shot two weeks ago. I said try, everyone everyone Google your phone number. And the DMs that I got was like really like people are like oh my god you can tell like where I grew up at home and I'm like yeah, yeah like, my now. address is online. Six, like six months ago, someone was like someone DM me and was like hey I just want to make sure you know that if you click the contact button on your Instagram your full phone number comes up and I was like what and like and i had like said it wrong and i was like thank you for letting me know my full email and phone number came up if you clicked contact oh i should check on that i don't think yours i think my my phone would have been rain off the hook if it was there this week but i think that um first of all like i if someone's gonna come kill me they're gonna come kill me and them having my phone number or not is not gonna stop it's the same way that i feel about a doorman I don't think that doormans are very effective. I think that if someone has every intention of robbing you or killing you, they will find a way past your fucking doorman. Like, it's just such a false sense of security. It's the way I feel about TSA. It's the way I feel about security. It's the way I feel about fucking everything. There are certain things that are just made up to make you feel better. And like, I think that not giving out your phone number on Hinge is just like one of those things where if this guy becomes obsessed with you and like creepy and stalkery. It will not stop him to not have your phone number. Like can he's I, going to Can find I tell you. you why I tell people not to give your phone number? Yes. All right. So be, because I know the online dating sites, we're friends with these people. Like we get dad on that stuff. My whole reasoning of not giving out your phone number is actually because if you do share phone numbers, the chances of you actually meeting on that date, if the moment texting begins, it drops. That makes sense to ah, me. Ah, well then I would say my, my counter to that would be don't let the texting become a thing. Like no, no banter over text until right you're That's it. at it. You know what totally. I mean? Yeah. So and yours is essentially just an easy way of putting a stop yeah, on that. Yeah. Yours yeah. is easy. But I think that for you, it's become not an easy way anymore. This is supposed to be a shortcut where it just makes it easy for you to not get into the banter thing. But now it's, you're overthinking it and you're like, why is this pushing them away when I say I don't want to give the phone number? I think a way you could <laughs> say, let's keep it on the app is do it in sort of a flirty way and a funny way. Oh like God, yes. somebody, you know, he's saying, oh yeah, you want to just give me your number? And you can say, mm, we'll see. Like, you know, let's get, like say something flirty, <laughs> give him a wink. Don't make it like, no, I'd actually really prefer if we had a date for that. Yeah. I think that it gives him the idea that you're anal in a way that you're not. 
And I think that a funny right. way would just be to like, ah, we'll see if you earn it. Like I'll give it, I, I like that. to, that's my rule. I give it out after the first Tease day. Tease them like you're like a sex talk operator and not like <laughs> someone's project manager. Yes, yeah. exactly. I just think that the way that you're typing it out and knowing you, you're a Jewish woman, you've got that like energy of you're the boss. Like I think that you're probably giving off the sense that like, not that it's bad to be an initiating or a leader. Why do I feel like leader. you know me? I, because I do. Because <laughs> we're, we're you know, peas in a pod. We're simpatico. I feel that you naturally come off as a person who's like giving directions in a way for in this environment for with a guy that you haven't met. It might kind of just be like, oh, she seems like very uptight. Like, and if, you're not. You're not. So you're just going to give him a wink. Just be like, yeah. oh, oh I'll I am. For the first date. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll meet you here tomorrow. See I'm you then. If my sister was here, who she's also a matchmaker, she works with me. If my sister was here, she would be like, you're Olivia poping your life. You keep telling people, I've got a handle on it. I'm handling, I'm handling. I'm like, no, sometimes you just got to break the shower curtain and let them come fix it. Yeah. There you go. These are very weird metaphors, but they make sense. Break the shower curtain and let him come fix it. So this is a really good dating tip. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Please. Of course. If you, um, so I am similar to a Jewish woman. Um, I'm a director personality type. I don't know if you know what that means, but yeah. it just means that like I've got to handle everything. I am an older sister, yes. like literally and figuratively. Yes. Right. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Okay. But I don't like to bring my figurative penis on dates. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I want to be a little bit more like effervescent sure. and flirty and like let like because I know the guys. That, uh, look, I know I look like a boss lady, so I know the kind of guys I'm going to attract, which are people who like that. Right. But I also want to make them totally. feel like they're needed. So when I was single, if I want to go on like a second or third date with a guy, I would purposefully break my shower curtain and be like, oh, my God, I need your. Can you just come up for a second so we can just put it up? Because this is like not a one person job. And they would come and then they would feel like needed. And then we would go on our we would go on like we're not staying. I don't I know what would happen if we stay. We're leaving, but I made him feel like a bit of a man. And they could see that like I still need like I even though I can handle it, I still need you. You're it incredible. You know you're a special woman. My, my husband, he went to Greece, right? So when he came back like two weeks later, I I was like, I can't do the shower curtain thing because I like respected him. Yeah. Yeah. And he knew me a little bit more because we had done a lot of Skypes by then. So I was like, do you want to go to Ikea and like help me build a, so he helped build like a closet thing for me. Right. Wow. I would have done it myself. I don't want to. Right. No, use them when they, they do love to feel needed and necessary. I have a ego thing, which I think is also a symptom of the Jewish, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I have an ego thing where I know that certain things like these tricks, I've read the book, um, you know, uh, why men love bitches. Like I'm like very, oh, it's just like, there's some little tips in there that's like, you know, you want to give them, let them kill a bug for you. Let them hang a picture for you and don't tell them when it's wrong. Just correct it when they're out of the room. For me, I'm so like, I refuse to be this person, even though it feeds them, and I see this proven again and again with like my dad, for example, I'm like, my mom, like this book is right, or your this this shower curtain tip is right. Like they they love to feel like they were needed, and that I'm they're a teaching really you strong something. Woman, like it really takes a guy who's gonna balance. Like I don't want a strong man. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying this. Like, I don't need a guy who's like, a, I hate the binary language, but like an alpha type. I don't need that. Right, right. I need a guy who's going to be like, balance me. That's how I feel. But I also don't want to emasculate him. That's the thing is like, I, I get how important it is sometimes and it makes things, we say this all the time. Do you want something done faster? Do you want something done right or whatever? 
when it comes down to making a man feel masculine and feeling like he's like he had the idea first like I give this advice all the time but sometimes my pride and ego gets in the way where I'm like I'm not going to take the time to make you feel masculine I do oh, not yeah. care and I'm obsessed I mean, now I'm with married. like I don't do any of that shit right exactly <laughs> but it's like I isn't it better if they if this person feels like I don't need them but I want them Rather than like, I both need them and want them. And yes, it probably is better for most guys to feel like they're needed. I just like, it'll chip away at my soul to constantly do that. So I just rather they feel like I, I could fix a shower curtain, but I want you to do it. I think you and I are also dating different generation men. Yeah. And I, if I would be 100% with, cause I see the difference in the Gen Z. Like we just got our first Gen Z client, which speaking of, if you are 21 to 25, I, I need you to join my database because I've got my first Gen Z client and it is so different because it totally. is exactly what you're describing. I'm like, whoa, like, right. like, like, I don't have to explain feminism. They know what feminism is. Right. Like, that's crazy to me, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We know what's up. I love that. Okay. Do we have any other questions? Uh, I, one more okay. I love this person. Yeah. Who called Thank in. you. Love you. Thank you for Thank your question. Guys. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hi, Maria. Um, I just want to quickly say, Jake, you're so funny and oh. you're so cute and I'm obsessed with you and I like wish you were straight. I would totally hit on you. But um, <laughs> Santa you. is definitely gay. Love that uh, post that you just made. Um, anyways, I have a question um, I've been like dying to ask you, Maria. Um, so it's kind of a mindset question. So I am turning 38 uh, in the next couple of weeks at the beginning of the year. Um, so I'm like at that time, like reflecting, you know, everybody reflects at the end of the year. I also turn an age older. So like, that's where I'm at. And um, I'm 38. I froze my eggs when I was 34. So I really want to be a mom. Um, and they've been in like storage for several years, you know, since I froze them and the, it expires when I turn 40. Um, and what? Expired. What? What's the point if no, they the expire? No, the expire. Sorry, the storage that I you have to for pay to continue the storage. Oh, oh. Okay, okay. Which makes sense. No, no, no. The eggs don't expire. Um, highly recommend freezing your eggs. Um, anyways, so the storage expires when I turn forty, and I feel like that's probably a good time to have my first kid, whether I'm single or not. Um, so that's kind of my plan is like just be a single mom by choice when I'm forty, get pregnant when I'm forty, have a baby when I'm forty-one. I'm I'm like type A big sister, just like you. I love um, that. Okay. And. So what I'm trying to figure out is like, what should my mindset be for dating right now? Because I like want to have fun. I realized during the pandemic, I did not have enough fun dating when I was in my twenties. I took it way too seriously. So I've been like having a good time, you know, since the pandemic ended, but now it's like the countdown's on. Like I have two and a half more years of being like free <laughs> of children. So it's like, should I be looking for a partner right now and be like hardcore focused Wait. on like dating with intention or like should I be having fun? Wait, hold what? up. If okay, you've already resigned you. to the fact that you're going to be a mom of choice and do it now, why would you wait two years? I mean, that's a good question. Cause I want to have, I, I like still want to have these couple of years of fun before I commit to that. I think that's valid. Oh, yeah. that's valid then. If you want to have fun. I think it's like, I've, I, okay, I'm going to do this in two years. So now I know that these two years are my two years to get like all of the things that you yeah. do before you have kids out of my system. And everyone who to wants me. to be a mom, I feel like they have that special number. And that's, it's just like when you know you're going to want to do it. Like it's just not that year yet, you know? I think that. Yeah, of course, when I was younger, it was like 35. And then I turned 34 right. and I'm like, oh no. Right. And then, you know, it got, it's gotten older and older, but I don't want to go past 40 because I want to have multiple kids. I just won't have time. You right. know? So I just don't know what should my like dating mindset be right now? Should I be like 
really seriously looking for a partner to have these kids with or should I be focusing on having that fun because I know you know it's going to be over soon why can't it be both both. I'm just like so confused because like I okay I I know I'm going to use my own personal life here but like I have two kids I don't know if you guys know this I have two kids I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and I I'm I'm I have a pretty fun life (laughs) but also you don't it's not like okay one day okay now there's a baby appears like you know, you could date someone. First of all, I've seen things happen really quickly where you date someone, you're married in six months, you have a kid a year from now. Like I've seen it happen. I've seen it multiple times happen. And what I'm saying is that like, if you, now that you have this mindset, first of all, I bet you get into a relationship. I don't say by Christmas, but maybe by Valentine's day, because that's the mindset you need into dating anyone. Men can tell when you're panicking. Nobody wants to date the panicker. They want to date the fun person. So I, I no, you go. Go ahead. I totally get what you're saying in regards to like, I, I know your timeline and your um, perception of your life and how you feel that your lifestyle is going to change when you have these kids. Like I know for you, it's like your life, you know, you're still having fun I still and whatever. Have a partner too, by the way. So it's very right. different. Right? 100%. I just think that like for me personally, if I were told I'm going to have kids tomorrow, like that would be, or even when I'm 40, that would be a huge, huge lifestyle change for me. You have nine months to prepare for it. doesn't happen overnight. And also the first six months, they're just sleeping. Sure. I I like a kid for me and for most of the people I know like would be, I think so much of it depends also on the resources that you have to raise it and whatever. But mm. that would be a major, like even just having a cat would be a major lifestyle change for me. I there's a reason that I don't see myself as a mother and clearly you do so you it's it's just different for everybody and I think that to know what your life is going to look like after this happens and plan accordingly is impossible so the only thing that I think you need to remember when you're dating right now I think that you should be completely honest not with like a one night stand I don't think that you should be with a one night stand or some guy that you don't really see like you don't like that much but you're just having fun you met him at 2 a.m in a bar You don't have to tell him, by the way, I'm planning on unfreezing my eggs in two years and 50 days. Like, no, you don't have to do that. But if you're dating somebody, you make it to like a fifth date. You need to be very honest about your intention. You have every intention. You are not going to put it back. Like when you hit 41, there will be a child with whether it's with him or without. So I think that that automatically sets the tone of the relationship and you don't need to worry about like, how is it going to go? When they know that, you'll know if they're going to stay or go. And, a lot, of, and a lot of guys will stay. We actually just set up a client. Talia, I, I want to come in. That was a very good answer, by the way. Good, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Oh, thanks. I feel uh, good. That was really good. <laughs> um, we actually just had a client who I think he's 45 and we met a woman for him. And she's like, you know, I actually am getting uh, she's getting she's doing like IVF with donor sperm um, like in, in like the next day. So I called him and I go, listen, the woman we want to set you up with, I think by the time you guys meet, she might be pregnant with donor with you know she did it on her own and he's like his I was like do you still want to meet her and his response I swear to God was oh my God that would be amazing could you imagine if it works out I'll be a dad in nine months I was just like great go on the date you know I just think that like when you're upfront about that intention you're going to attract guys who are okay with the fact that in the next three years they'll have a kid and if you're either looking for fun or guys who are okay with that then you just have to be honest about that. Yeah, I, you think it's like, that. I think it's like enjoy. I feel like it's like enjoy the fact that you've made the de- yeah. decision about what your life is going to look like. So you don't have to stress on these dates while you're dating of like creating the like 
there's no longer the pressure on dating of like trying to create the life you want. You're gonna do that regardless. You're you're gonna have this kid in two years. So it's like the dating can just be fun, but also practical where you're like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Hop on or hop off. And right. I think that will make dating easier because you're not trying to like change yourself or change your life path to like match with these guys. And so that could be very fun in a way, but also practical. Like you can't, yeah. I think the way you're thinking about it right now, I think you're kind of forgetting that you can't control who comes your way like that's not that's not part of your control like the people the men that enter your life that that will just happen and so if you can control the part of your life that's like I know that I'm doing this and this is what my life path is then the way that men react to that well you can't control that but they at least now that you know what you're doing and then they can react to that when they do enter your life yeah I think you should view it as like a magical awesome filter that you have now like yeah. you it's not like a hindrance it's actually going to like weed out anyone who you cannot take seriously and separate guys into two very distinct groups, which is like fun two night stands and guys who actually want to stick around. If you are going to date somebody for a year who doesn't want to have a kid, like you don't, you're, that's not going to happen. If you tell them on the second date, by the way, I'm having a kid in two years, stay or go. Like, Guys, That's it. So good. Thank the you. question was wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, for really, good question. A really good question. Well done. Congrats, Congrats on your child. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for today's episode. It's been so fun. Did you guys have fun? So I had the best fun. time. I think I everyone it. is going to be obsessed with your answers, and they're going to definitely ask me for you to come back on again. We will. So I'm telling Happily. you, we're going to do this again. We record year. right next door. I if love it. If you have it. any questions that are not about dating, call them into basic training. Yeah, that's right. So like I said, in the show notes, there will be a link to their podcast so you can have a listen to basic training. And also, I will have links to their social media so you can follow Talia, and you can follow Jake, and of course, you can follow me if you want to come up on an upcoming hotline or if you want to watch fun dating videos on Instagram. All right. Well, that's it for this week's Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Do you guys have any last words? No, this Love has been you guys. Last. This Thanks is so calling. fun. I'm so happy you came. And of course, as always, be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week. <laughs>